Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm sitting behind a bar called Alito in Vancouver with two members of a band called Walter TV. I'm going to get each of you to introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Simon. Simon, what do you do in the band Walter TV? I play music specifically on the bass guitar, usually. I'm Pierce. Ooh, I'm vaping into the mic, and uh, I play a guitar and I sing. So, Pierce, what is vaping? It's a lifestyle. What flavor is your favorite? Uh, Strawberry, cucumber, uh, mucho nicotine. Wow. Let's get it out of the way. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) It just makes me feel good talking about it. Nice. All right, let's just get it out of the way. A lot of people are going to know Walter TV because you guys are also the band for a guy called Mac DeMarco. For people who don't know who is... I don't play in Mac DeMarco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people are going to know the name Walter TV through that connection. So who is Mac DeMarco? He's been described as slacker rocker from anywhere in Canada, depending on who's talking about him. Uh, I know him as a slacker rocker guy from anywhere in Canada. So while we're talking about him, I'm going to play a Mac DeMarco track in the background. Which is your favorite one to play and why? Play live? Uh, Enter Sandman. That's not a Mac DeMarco track. They play it live a lot. They do play it live quite a bit. Let's just go with uh, Freaking Out the Neighborhood. Roll it. Sorry, Mama. There are times I get carried away. going to get mixed in later, I see. It's going to get played in the background while we're talking about it. So since a lot of people are going to know you for that, I have to get it out of the way. I have to talk about it in the beginning. To end this topic, I want to ask you, what's the biggest difference between Mac DeMarco's music and Walter TV's music? His music sucks and our music's good. All right, I like that. That's short, sweet, and simple. Let's play a Walter TV track. I'm going to play Paranormal Witness off the record blessed i would love it if i could get you to introduce this track simon actually doesn't play unless mac plays bass on this one uh so simon you're out for this conversation we were obsessed with the show paranormal witness we (laughs) we liked the show about uh ghosts and it was pretty legit uh stories and you know where we all believe in ghosts i believe in in the group both mac demarco and Walter TV, Paranormal Guys. So, uh, it was a big inspiration in my life.
back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Paranormal Witness, off the record, Blessed, by the band Walter TV. I have two members of the band here with me, and they are... Simon Pierce. I would love it, Simon, if you could talk about this track. Paranormal Witness? Uh, this track, I believe, was recorded in Montreal. Am I correct? Yes. Mac plays bass. I don't no, 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 no. Okay, so Mac DeMarco's not here tonight. We don't have to talk about him for the whole interview. <laughs> but since you might play that song tonight and you're here, I'm sure you've played the song on a Walter TV gig before. Actually, I haven't. But I, um, I did learn the song thinking that maybe we'd play it, but we have not played it live, I don't believe. Pierce, why have you not played it live? To spite Simon. Simon, how do you feel about that? I don't really have any feelings about that. I'd love to talk about the origin of Walter TV. I read in an interview that you guys met in a skate park and bonded over creating a net in some trees on front of a beach. Is that true? It's partially true. There's a longer story behind it. My uh, aunt gave me peyote buttons, and Simon was in juvenile camp in Kelowna, and uh, I walked from White Rock to Kelowna, where I met Slimer Shankenman. Okay, let's back it up for a second, because... (laughs) People are going to be listening to this all over the world, and they aren't going to necessarily understand the distances involved from Vancouver to where you went. Kelowna is a rock star walk away on peyote, uh, like 70 hours. It's a, couple days. it's a couple days of walking, that's for sure. Yeah. Simon's fresh out of juvie. I, uh, I, I got a bad reputation for shanking in <laughs> Kelowna. And went to juvenile prison because of it. And just after I got out, that's when I met Pierce kind of in these, uh, what was it called? The Shaggy Woods. Yeah. And uh, we decided to go to Vancouver and see what was over in the coast. And what happened? Well, we met Joe under uh, the Burrard Bridge. And he had uh, drank too much that night. And he had fallen asleep in a rat's nest. And I picked him up by the hair. (laughs) He was covered in doo-doo. I thought he was dead. But uh, he wasn't. He said he was a drummer, and that was that. That is quite the gritty origin story, but let's talk about the hammock on front of the beach. Yeah, that was a lot more easier going than the rest. Uh, someone tore down some hammocks, and we or tore down some, uh, like, uh, golf, was it? It was, it was netting from a driving range. Yeah, and we, we got a bunch of large pieces and strung them up, made a big hammock over the ocean. But set the scene for me. Where was this, and why did you decide to do it? Basically to have a place to sit and enjoy the water, you know, have a beer, take a girl, you know, take your buddies. We just wanted a place to go, have a good time. Is this location secret? You still won't say where it is. The place, it doesn't really matter where it is. The, the nets got taken down, and it's probably for the best, because people weren't really respecting the area they were in, so... Yeah, fucking Lions Bay, bro. No, it wasn't, it wasn't in Lions Bay, but there may be nets in Lions Bay. Who knows? Who is that mystery man in the background? I think that's Malcolm over there. And who might Malcolm be? Malcolm? Who are you? He's a topless uh, stationary bike guy who runs yeah. the power at Lolita. Yeah. Lolita. Hey! Malcolm Thompson here, head workout instructor and fitness coordinator down at the Lido Fitness Center for Men. Happy to have you. The reason he's saying that is because right before we started this interview, he was topless and riding on a stationary bike. All right, I'm going to play another Walter TV track. I'm going to play Tall Mountains off the record, Blessed. I would love it if I could get one of you to talk about this song. This song uh, was written 
Uh, Pierce and I wrote it. To, it was one of the first songs we wrote together, wasn't it, Pierce? Amen, brother. Amen. And it was written in a little country home we used to live in together. That's about that. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Tall Mountains off the record Blessed by a band called Walter TV, who are giggling in the background. All right, Pierce, it's your turn to talk about this song. Uh, yeah, it was one of the first, but... Um, one of the first what? Sorry, it's one of the first tunes S. Ankerman and I wrote about personal things, get coming to grips with getting older, uh, more depressed... That's about that. <laughs> but you're in an internationally acclaimed rock band. Yeah. Britney Spears said it best, man. She said, uh, it's, I cry all the time and I'm so rich and famous or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to wait till you take another vape. Oh, I'm out of juice. Oh, this interview is going to get rough and surly. Okay. You guys got your start here in Vancouver, and legend has it that you started the band in an old house on a marsh. I'd love you to tell me more. Uh, yeah, our friend had beetle. He had a beetle-infested basement. No pun intended. 
about the band the Beatles uh so we had to pr- we had to practice in there and it would flood all the time it was uh, fun but it stank and there's there the Beatles were big and it was damp in there damp and dark but that helped if anything it helped <laughs> helped with what your production progress kept us going all right <laughs> <laughs> You guys. All right, so eventually you move to Montreal, and almost all Vancouver bands have to go through this process where they make the decision, should I stay or should I go? You guys went to Montreal, so I'd love you to tell bands or musicians who are faced with this decision some things to think about as someone who's been there. Uh, Simon would just visit, but so I moved there with Mac and Joe, and uh, things to think about is if you're going there to do art, uh, it's kind of easy because the rent's cheap. But uh, getting a job there is difficult because if you don't speak French, it's, you got to do a, a crappy job behind the scenes thing. Or a good job. If you like washing dishes and stuff, that could be great. But get ready for that. The slog. So what's some concrete advice for somebody who moves to a new city and loses their support system of friends and family? Oh, uh, it's not going to get easier, buddy. No silver lining? Not really. No. When you went and visited them, how did it seem they were making out in the beginning, Simon? In the beginning, it was great. I mean, it was always good. I've visited there quite a bit, and uh, all my times were pleasant there. I think my most extended stay was only about a month, so I never really spent a long period of time. But they were doing well over there. They were thriving. I just took a big inhale, and wow, that is strawberry kiwi. Yeah, cucumber. Oh, sorry. It smells like kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is a different one. That's Maybe it is. Yeah. What you say? It's po- Maybe pomegranate kiwi. Who knows? Either way, it smells delicious. I'm going to play another track by Walter TV. I'm going to play an older track. I'm going to play Puka Shell Necklace. How about I get one of you guys to talk about this song before I play it? Simon's out on this one. Mac played bass on this one again. Uh... We, sh- we should have got him to play this show, Simon. See how that would have worked for you.
Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Puka Shell, Necklace, Off the Record, Appetite. That's the first one by Walter TV. I have two members of the band here with me, Pierce and Simon. Simon, have you ever played this song live? I think I have, yeah. No. No? I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure I have a few years back, but I don't know. No, we never we never I don't even know how to play the song. Mac and I made it up in a night in uh just in the living room and then we recorded it that night. We never played it again. So songs that you and Mac write you don't play live? Uh we did play that Paranormal Witness with Mac live a couple times. But if you write it with Mac and he's not there, you guys won't play it live. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the rule, but I didn't realize that was the rule. We'll have to uh, remedy that. I can't tell if you're being straight with me or not. I am, uh, just by accident, I guess. We haven't thought about it before, but I guess it's true. All right, fair enough. I read an interview with you guys today where you said songwriting for us, it depends largely on external factors like how and where we are living and who we are around. I'd love you guys to expand on this. Well, right now I'm not living around anyone, really, so... I've been trying to write a lot, and it's it's been an interesting process, especially because Pierce and Joe are thousands of miles away, so it's it's kind of just me and my bass guitar. But I find sometimes that's really nice, and other times it's not very good. You're sitting by yourself for long hours, and you've got a lot, to, a lot of time to work on stuff, but you don't really have any other minds to bounce ideas off of or, you know, share sounds or, you know, it's it's, it's hard in that way. Can't you record that stuff and then email it? If I knew how to do that stuff, it'd be really handy. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa Simons doesn't know how to work a Macintosh. <laughs> I can't tell if you guys are being straight with me or not. I'm really not very good with computers, but I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah, he's a, ne- he's a Netflix only. Like, put it on, and that's the only way you can get media on his computer. All right, so, Pierce, why don't you talk about songwriting and how it depends on all these external factors? Sure. I mean, I guess, like, uh, I mean, we've been lucky to travel around a lot with uh, both bands, move and stuff. And uh, the city definitely changes the way you think and act, for the most part. Uh, I'd love to hear more because I have never written a song and I have never lived in Montreal or L.A. It depends on what you write about. I guess some people just write music to write pop songs or just to whatever, to write them to be successful or something. But we usually work on expression-based stuff, more for the art to express yourself. So that all comes out from your surroundings and how you're thinking, who, who's, uh, who's chatting in your ears and stuff. I'm going to get you to break it down and be specific. I'd love you to give me an example of how a place has influenced your songwriting, how who you've been around has influenced your songwriting, and, yeah, and that's just it. Cool. Well, I don't really get too influenced by uh, other musicians that much, but uh, definitely by uh, the way people act and behave around me. That's a big thing. And uh, I try and surround myself, myself with uh, good people who are smart and funny and creative, the creative type. And then the cities more of a byproduct that kind of sets the mood if it's a dark city and hard to live in it'll change the tone of the song right so let's break it down vancouver describe that city and montreal describe that city and then tell me about how each would influence a walter tv track vancouver crud montreal crap uh garbage tunes come out of both so optimistic hell yeah 
When you guys were doing press for your second record, Blessed, in 2015, you guys said that you had two more records finished. Is that correct? Yeah, kind of. We were, at the time, we did. I mean, we had the material for, and we were halfway through recording one. And we got really busy doing a bunch of other, like, did video and touring with Mac and stuff. So that one's still half done. But the material is there. The songs are there. So what's it like sitting on material you've recorded for so long? Yeah, some of the songs are from, like, 2011. So, hell, I don't know. I'm used to it. All these things take time, you know? A lot of these songs have been recorded before or recorded in different ways and just not really released. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lengthy process, this stuff. When you have these songs that you haven't released and you've been sitting on them since, you said, as long as 2011, that's five years. So how do you resist the temptation to go back and work on them forever? Most artists will have to record a record, record that record, do 15 songs, keep 12, and then just move on. Uh, well, I think a lot of it had to do with my uh, ability to record, and I record them all. So I had to do it in segments, and I got better as we went. So we just scrap a lot of the old crud and just, just pretty much re-record it. And it was also really hard, like when Pierce and Joe moved to Montreal, and when I was still up in Vancouver, and now that I'm up in northern BC, and Pierce is in Vancouver, Joe's in LA, it's... Uh, it's hard to get the three of us together to record, and that's usually the way it works best, is when all three boys are together there. So it's rare, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens in the future. So I think we should play another Walter TV track. I'd love to play an older track, but I'm going to let you guys choose. I want you guys to choose a track that you, Simon, actually play on. <laughs> that would be great. So I'll let you make the choice. Jeez, um, I play on most of them, I guess. <laughs> So I just happen to pick the three that you don't? Yeah, you did, actually. but uh, Or maybe there's like four that That's I don't depressing. play on. I didn't find it too depressing. I found it kind of interesting. <laughs> maybe just crappy bass playing on the other tracks. But uh, a punk song's pretty cute. I also sing in that song. So maybe listen to that song. Okay, so we're going to listen to the track Punk Song Off the Record. I think that's on, uh, what's it on, Blessed? Yes. Yes, blessed.
Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just listened to punk song by a band called Walter TV off the record, Blessed. I have Simon. I've got Pierce, both from the band. Simon talked about the song before we heard it. Now it's Pierce's turn. We recorded this in a uh, on a four-track in a room with no drums, so Joe slapped his thighs and uh, stomped the ground, old country bumpkin style. Punk song. All right, so uh, while I was doing research for this interview today, I read this really cool interview that Walter TV Pierce did for Vice where he talked about the four times that he died while on tour. It was a great article, so I thought that I would ask you for the last time you felt the most alive and in sync with the universe while on tour. Well, actually, funny story. uh, We were just doing this little tour, and we went to this festival called Wells, which is way out like nine hours north of Vancouver. Ooh, <laughs> background noise. There's a ghoul behind me. Ooh. Uh, and uh, I went down to the, the the creek behind Simon's cabin to relieve myself. And uh, I heard some stomping in the bushes, and I, like, shuffled up the, 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 the path. And our friend went back down, and there was a big uh, black bear right there. So it almost got me. All right, Simon, it's your turn. What am I saying? A story from tour? Yeah, when you felt the opposite of death, so the most alive and connected to the universe. You know, it's often when you're driving down a prairie road that you feel very alive and connected to the universe. But on this particular tour, we uh, we had a chance to go to my uh, my hometown and actually my my home, and I had a chance to show the boys the lake and take a dip in the lake and just be in the water was was very nice. That sounds like a really great tour stop. Yeah, hell yeah. What was the best part of staying at Simon's? Being with my bro, S. Ankerman, way out there in the bush and relieving each other. On the porch. And, and fixing his outhouse was... Simon had a disgusting outhouse that we cut up with a knife. Fix that. <laughs> Maybe some footage of that to come. I can't wait. Oh, he's back. He's got a guitar. He's going to sit down and play us a little bit. All right. I love how you're serenading us a little bit. But at the same time, I'd love you to stop because I can't edit around this. (laughs) Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for that serenade. It's made this evening more delightful for me. Yes, he he's helping you avoid this interview, which is great. <laughs> All right, I would love to play another Walter TV track. I'm going to play Neighbor off the record, Blessed. I'd love it if I could get Simon to talk about that one. First of all, do you play on it? Yeah, I do play on that song, actually. Yes! That's, uh, I really love that song, actually. It made one of my favorite songs. It's got a lot of soul, a lot of feeling there. I am a, your
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Neighbor off the record Blessed by Walter TV. I have Simon, and I've got Pierce here with me. Pierce, it's your turn to talk about this track. Uh, the song's called Neighbor, and uh, it's about uh, being depressed, but also connected to everyone. Everybody's your neighbor. I'm noticing a theme to some of your songs. Happy-go-lucky. Am I wrong? <laughs> Sounds like the opposite of you in your songs. Uh, downtrodden. So now you guys, some of you live in LA. No, I did that. Uh, I guess we got more, I guess we got more popular in the, in the Mac band. Rocking and rolling. Sometimes people recognize me. That's kind of interesting. So as I was saying before, a lot of Vancouver musicians are faced with moving to Montreal for financial reasons. Then when you get to sort of the next rung of success in the music industry, you're faced with another choice to move to L.A. or maybe the U.K. I'd love you to talk about what that decision was like for you. Well, uh, well we had visas for the States, so we, it was kind of a toss-up between New York and L.A. But we'd been in New York a lot for uh, the labels there and stuff and played a lot of shows and couple of the guys live there. L.A. just seemed like grittier and crazier and the beaches and the crazy people and grittier and crazy. <laughs> so can you tell me about the grittiest crazy person you've met in L.A.? Oh, shit. Uh, we went to this this one bar that was notorious for like... Uh, it's notorious for having the worst gangsters there and it was by my house. So we finally got drunk enough to go in and see what it was like and there's no one in there and we walked in and the whole bar there's like five older people sitting around a bar and they moved out of the way and made us sit down and we're like this is weird so we bought a beer and then moved to the corner and then as soon as we kind of were getting comfortable uh these group of guys came in with like full cowboy hats and uh cowboy boots with the spurs on them really well dressed in double denim all in a line huge dudes and were just staring at us and we thought it was could have been the end but lucky they walked away and we just kind of shuffled out the door as fast as we could i'm glad you guys survived i suppose i am too you guys have a day job well i'll say it this way some of you guys have a day job so being successful in any day job can make a person lazy what keeps you guys motivated to keep making music uh that's that's a tough one uh I don't know. Simon? I don't know. <laughs> Simon, you could just sit on your porch, smoke your pipe, forever. But it'd be nice to be making music at the same time. Well, I have two day jobs, and I make music purely because I love it. I enjoy it. I don't make a lot of money playing music, if any. But uh, So I do it because I love it. It makes me feel good. That's why I keep doing it. Sure. I guess you feel alive when you finally get something you and you've created and you think it's like what you wanted. You had an idea and you got to it. Makes you feel alive. Thank you very much. At the end of the show, I get the guests to pick one of their tracks and I play it. So who wants to choose? Any track? Obviously, you want to play one of your tracks. Necessity. Oh, we got to play one of ours. Um, we don't have to, but usually people pick one of theirs. Sure. We put on uh, "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor. That's, one of, that's maybe the greatest song ever. It's an amazing song, but I have a counter-argument. Oh. This is community radio, and that's an amazing track, but Sinead O'Connor and Prince 
do not need any more help. Okay, I got a, I got a, I mean, she doesn't need help either, but I got a deep cut from uh, Simon I really like, um, called Witness by Sarah McLaughlin. It's got this funky beat called the Purdy Shuffle and this shredding guitar solo, and she can really croon, and she's got some good lyrics. She's a great one. Incredible production value. What a voice. What the real set of pipes on that McLaughlin. Unexpected choice by Walter TV. All right, guys, thank you very much for being on my show. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Make me a witness. Take me out. Out of darkness. Out of doubt. I won't wait until.
Swear.